Welcome to the Imposture to Unstoppable podcast, where physicians can learn how to overcome imposter syndrome and create the career of their dreams. Hello, hello. Today we are going to be talking about discomfort, and I promise it won't be quite as uncomfortable as you might think talking about something like discomfort. But before we dive in, I wanted to tell you that I have a brand new opportunity that's available only this week. The opportunity will be coming to a close at the end of this week, and it is a introduction to coaching with me to help you overcome imposter syndrome. It is going to include three one-on-one calls with me over the span of a month, unlimited access to me in between calls via email or messenger to ask me any questions that come up, a list of resources as we go through our coaching calls that you that might help you and guide you along the way, along with personalized action plan once our calls are over. Only catch is I'm opening it up to five, maybe seven people only. So if you're interested, check the episode details for this week's podcast and and get the link. You can also find the information if you go to www.kristinyatesdo.com. And from there, if you look up the Coaching for Imposters coaching program, you'll find the information there. If you have any questions about what it looks like, what the, what coaching is like, I want a preview of what coaching is like, definitely reach out to me by email or on social media, and I can get those questions answered for you. Okay, let's dive into discomfort. And what I mean by discomfort in this case has to do with the emotional kind of discomfort. For me, I used to avoid feeling uncomfortable to the best of my ability. I never wanted to feel any negative emotion ever because I thought that I wasn't supposed to because I think somewhere along the way in our lives, probably as children, we are taught that we should never feel sad, mad, frustrated, We should only feel happy 100% of the time. And if you haven't realized this yet, as an adult, that's not appropriate. That's not an appropriate goal. It's normal and expected for us to be happy 50% of the time and have some sort of negative emotion 50% of the time. And if that's your life, then nothing has gone wrong. You're completely normal. And I think, unfortunately, we have been doing ourselves and others a disservice by expecting people to just be happy all the time. Well, I'm here to tell you that that's not real life. And I don't want that to be a goal of yours because that's where we get into trouble. So what happens when we don't think we should be uncomfortable or we think we need to avoid it or there's something wrong with us when when we are feeling negative emotion, then we try to buffer it with other things that make us feel happy. And most of the time, It's in a false, temporary sort of way. So what I mean by this is, say you get home at the end of the day, you had a very long day, and you feel sad about something, or or a coworker pissed you off, and you're feeling frustrated, or you got home, and your kids were screaming for four hours, and then they went to bed, and you're like, oh my god, I need a glass of wine, or oh my god, I need to watch The Bachelor, like in my case, or oh my gosh, I need to eat a pound of chocolate. 
or all three, if you're like me, like I was three years ago. And why your brain is wanting to do those things is because all of those things give you a temporary hit of dopamine that will override your negative emotions, which you don't want to feel. So people do this with food, alcohol, gossiping, TV, social media, a few of their, a few of this, a few of that. And the problem with this is that when we are blunting our emotions, most of the time these are we are blunting our negative emotions. We are also robbing our lives of positive emotions. We cannot selectively blunt our emotions. When we blunt one emotion, we blunt all emotions. And what that is going to do is steal the ability for us to truly and genuinely enjoy our lives. The reason why we buffer is because in the moment, it feels better than feeling the negative emotion. However, if we can get control of our thoughts, then what happens is that we don't feel the negative emotions as frequently because we recognize that we're in control of our own emotions. So let's relate this to imposter syndrome. If you are feeling like an imposter, you're anxious all the time, you're worried all the time, you get home and you're completely drained because you're, you don't feel like you're good enough, you feel like people are going to find out you don't belong somewhere, you don't feel like you're as smart as your colleagues, so you get home from your job and you feel like crap and you don't like the feeling of, like, of feeling like crap, so you need to do something to feel better and usually that's of the list of things I mentioned before, food, alcohol, TV, social media. The problem with doing this is that, number one, you are stealing the opportunity for improving your life by recognizing that you're having thoughts that are not serving you. That's the first thing. And the negative thing is that most of the time you're buffering with negative most of the time you're buffering with habits that are negatively impacting your future. So I am going to offer a few reasons why your life is a little bit better and gets better in the long run when you allow the discomfort in. The first one is the most obvious and it's because it's that you will buffer less. So if you are just going to allow the discomfort to happen and you just say, I am recognizing that I am craving chocolate or wine right now because I feel stressed or I feel anxious. And then instead you decide to journal or sleep or meditate. Then you're retraining your brain to look for healthier things to do instead of buffer your, away your emotions. When we are committed to feeling everything, then we are able to limit how much buffering we do, and this creates a healthier mind and therefore a healthier body. The next reason to allow the discomfort is a little bit counterintuitive, but it really is true, and it's because it provides you more fulfillment. So when we settle in and just allow ourselves to feel sad or mad or frustrated, then we can truly allow ourselves to feel all the good as well. As I said earlier, when we dilute the negative emotions, we are also also diluting the positive ones. 
And what that does is it leads to a less vibrant, less enriched life. And finally, when we let the discomfort in, we are allowing ourselves to improve our mindset. We are actually suffering less. And this is because we are paying close attention to why we are mad or sad or embarrassed or disappointed. And then we get to decide if the thoughts that we are having that are making us feel that way are worth having. Do we really want to think those thoughts and feel how we're feeling or can we make a change? Asking yourself this question gives you control over what you get upset about and that control feels like freedom. So let me give you a few examples to describe the difference. If I have a very difficult call shift because I have a patient who has a baby who has died or I have a patient who is very sick, I get home feeling emotionally drained and sad and worried about her because I care about her because I care about my patient. The thoughts that I'm having are I'm worried about her. I hope she's doing okay. How can I do better for her? These things that are useful and allowing me to feel like a human being. I want to feel sad when my patient has a bad outcome. I want to feel worried when my patient is sick. Therefore, I am allowing those negative emotions in. And then I hopefully, most of the time, will choose a healthy activity to help to recover from those negative emotions. But the truth here is that they don't last forever. I won't feel sad forever. I'll always, there's always some lingering feelings of sadness and and anger, of course, but I won't be devastated forever. I won't be paralyzed with sadness forever. And I can rest comfortably knowing that every emotion is temporary. So let's contrast that example to a very long day of feeling like an imposter, of feeling anxious, not good enough, having no confidence. I get home and I'm feeling like crap. And I'm feeling like crap because of all of the thoughts in my head about being not good enough. Instead of buffering away those emotions that I'm feeling, if I decide to focus on the thoughts that I'm having and work towards combating those thoughts and thinking better thoughts, then what I'm doing is I am eliminating that suffering from my life because now I have taken control of those thoughts, realized that they're not serving me, and therefore I'm feeling less sad less often and for things that I choose to feel sad about. And that's where the difference comes in when it comes to discomfort. If we don't allow the questions about what we're upset about to come into our minds, then we are not in control of what how we're feeling and what we're feeling negative emotions about. I encourage you to be curious with your negative emotions this week. Become Start to become curious about when you're most likely to feel negative emotions. Is it when you get home from work? Is it when you wake up in the morning? Is it the middle of the day? Is it when something bad happens? Is it when you're feeling embarrassed about something? 
you don't have to judge yourself. You don't have to make any changes. The first step is always going to be recognizing that you're having an emotion and then just simply asking, what is the thought that I'm having right now that is making me feel this way? And then just take Jot it down, take notes with it, and then over a week's time, you'll be able to notice some themes. One more thing you could do this week is take note of those moments when you are thinking like, I could really use a piece of chocolate right now. I could really, I'm really looking forward to that glass of wine. Or all I want to do right now is scroll through social media for the next five hours and turn my brain off. When you have those instincts, Before you indulge, and I'm not saying you don't have to indulge, but before you indulge, simply ask yourself, why do I have a desire for that right now? And that will be a very interesting exercise for you because it'll start to open your eyes as to what emotions you're more likely to buffer. I would love to hear from you about what you're, what you're discovering from your brain this week. So email me with any feedback. Have a great one.